Well, you did you did great up until you didn't. Yeah, thank you. I, I did great until I started talking. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Too Long Didn't Watch, a podcast where I learn the beginning and the end of a story and then try to explain to you, the listener, what happens in between those two points. I am joined today by my friend and guest, Michael. Hello. Michael, how are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? I can't eat an entire can of soup but that's a different issue wait what um <laughs> it's yes at least um it's not snowing where you're at because it's snowing where i'm at yeah because you're you're in michigan right michigan yes that is the correct pronunciation people usually get that wrong so well i took french in high school impressive so, you know yeah. um Okay, well, Mike's with us today. Mike has sent me the opening and ending cutscenes for a game I've never played, entitled Final Fantasy VII. I also have not played any of the other fantasies of the final variety. Well, the good news is none of them are actually connected. See, <sighs> There's like one and seven have nothing in common other than they're called then Final Fantasy. Then why do we number it? All right, this is already. Um, um, just keep talking. I'm gonna adjust my notes. Okay. What, what did you have? Did you have something <laughs> that? Maybe. Oh well, yeah. No, it's. I mean, there are sequels to certain uh, Final Fantasy games. Like, for example, Final Fantasy X has a sequel called Final Fantasy X-2, and that's how you know it's related to that specific Final Fantasy. Or seven, the one we're we're talking about, for example has a movie that's tied to it, and it has a a couple side games tied to it. It's got side games? But that is not the norm for Final Fantasy. Normally it's 9 is different from 10, is different from 11, none of the characters cross over, they're all completely different. Damn it. All right. All right. Um, Mike, what is your relationship with Final Fantasy as a series and Final Fantasy VII in general? So Final Fantasy VII is actually one of the... Um, I, I was a Nintendo boy growing up. I played a lot of... I had a Nintendo 64. I had a Super Nintendo. I had all that. And my sister's boyfriend at the time said, Hey, I'm getting a new console. Here's my PlayStation. And I said, Cool. I'll, 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 I'll play this. Well, all these games he had were shit. So I took some of them to GameStop, which is what you do. And I picked out two games. One was a game called Chrono Cross, which I love and is one of my favorite games of all time. And the other one was Final Fantasy VII. And Final Fantasy VII was very popular. I put it in and played 10 minutes of it and went, this game sucks. I'm not playing this. I later came back, uh, you know, once I beat the other game I had bought and said, okay, this is the other game I bought. I should probably try it more. And I love it. It's a great game. A lot of people tell you it's the greatest Final Fantasy game. I don't agree with that. But it is one of the wildest and weirdest to me. And it's pretty hot topic right now considering they're remaking it and they're dropping the first part of that remake in april so i figured it'd be a good one uh for your podcast for us to talk about because i don't think you're gonna guess any of it right uh i'm excited i'm excited to see what you come up with yeah hey let's go back for a minute um talk about your podcast talk about your channel your twitch what, oh yeah what yeah do. um Tell us a little bit about michael spike getty yeah so my brother and i run a youtube channel 
called the Super Spaghetti Bros, and we've been doing it for years and years. And within the last year, actually, it's been a little over a year now, we started a podcast called the Ansem Report Podcast, which is a Kingdom Hearts podcast. We talk about everything Kingdom Hearts that you would ever want to know. And we're up to we're more than 50 episodes now. We do an episode a week. It's every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It releases on YouTube and your favorite podcasting uh, stations or whatever you want to call it. And then we also stream on Twitch every once in a while. And so uh, we, we just became affiliated on Twitch, which is a pretty big deal for us. And so, yeah, we do a lot of different fun stuff. So if, if that sounds interesting to you, check it out. But I'm here strictly to help my friend Holly out on this podcast because I think it's a great idea and I love it. Neat. Neato. We're friends. Yay. I'm, I'm going to put a tally mark on my on my chalkboard. I get to be a tally mark? One whole tally mark. Yeah, you're the only one. Okay. I'm glad. I, I'm honored. <laughs> All right. So shall we dive in with the cutscenes you sent me? Let's do it. Okay. So I took notes here. So the opening cutscene. It starts out with a girl with two antennas and a basket, and she's looking through someone's basement window in an alleyway. And then it's just a, a zoom out, and they're in this sort of futuristic circle-shaped city. There's neon lights, but the mm-hmm. only thing written in the neon lights is, like, one sign that says Loveless. So oh, yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. With her, yeah, I'm going with her name being Loveless. I really like it. I'm going to name my future child okay, Loveless, okay. I think. A train, I assume somewhere else in the city, a train arrives, and these little men that are waiting at the station have, like, seizures. Then they're attacked by a gang that jumps off the train. A gang of thugs. And then this guy with very spiky hair is the last guy to get off the train. The others turn to him and say, yeah, come with us, newcomer. So I'm assuming that's our main character, based solely on his hairstyle and the fact that he's going to be the newcomer, which puts us at a perfect storytelling standpoint. I kind of wish, I wish there was more to that opening cutscene because that really doesn't tell you Really? I think it told me enough. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm assuming the middle of the game is them. It's like a heist. They're acquiring their crew. We acquire a gang of friends. Okay. One of which is a cat. That's riding another cat. And I thought that was great. And it yeah. also talks. We also get Mr. T. Yeah, yeah, Mr. T. Mr. T is in our crew. Okay. This, this guy with a very small head, he smokes a lot. Is that correlated? I don't know if the Surgeon General has uh, linked small heads with smoking, but that, I'm sure they would if they could. That checks out. I'll ask, I'll ask my friend Sean, who is a, a pharmacy student. Yeah, he'll he'll probably know. (laughs) He'll probably know. I heard he's a boomer, too. (laughs) Right, so they acquire this guy who swears a lot, has a a cigarette, and now that you tell me, I didn't know this was on PlayStation, so it makes a little bit more sense. I was expecting this to be a Nintendo game, and I was like, they're they're saying shit. They've got cussing. They've got smoking. What what is this? So I guess it makes a little bit more sense for PlayStation to be edgy. Right. The only game I had for PlayStation was Spice World Tour or whatever the Spice Girls game was. That's the edgiest was, of the edgy too. That is the edgiest. I think. I think that honestly is the only game I had for a PS Classic. Right. Okay. And then so wait, I said cat on cat. Yep. Which I'm gonna have to edit because that sounds very wrong. Um. Or actually very right. Cat, cat, cat on, on cat, cat action. action. <laughs> Um, small-headed guy with a cigarette who swears a lot. 
and Mr. T, and then mm-hmm. a red tiger Pokemon with sweatbands who talks. Yes, he does. Um, It's like Clifford's arch nemesis. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we also get a red-eyed girl. Red-eyed girl with the dark brown hair. Okay. Red-eyed girl. So she apparently becomes semi-important. The shirtless guy we see at the end, the shirtless, handsome anime man with the long, flowing hair, um, who then a spiky boy blinks at and then is just covered in blood and explodes. I'm assuming he's a bad guy. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. I will say... I wanted to tell you this too. That that cut scene that I gave you is edited a little weird because wh- when he blinks, there is a battle that ensues, and then it cuts. Really? To the, it doesn't show you the battle because it's gameplay. Yeah, so someone cut I it th- like perfectly, so it looks like there's nothing in it between. Oh sh! Like I thought he just blinked him out of existence. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like that. I remember seeing that and going, "Oh, I should probably tell her that," but. There's actually a battle that ensues in between there that's like, it's like, you know, classic turn-based battle kind of stuff, so it wasn't, like, part of the cutscene. Is the fact that he's shirtless important? Because I was debating whether or not that was a plot. Uh, Not incredibly, no. Okay, cool. So that's Spiky Boy's dad. Um, (laughs) We find that that out about halfway through, and pretty much this guy had a coup to take over... Oh, wait, I did catch some names. Uh, my problem is they just throw nouns out there and capitalize them like they're names and they're not. So Midgar, I'm saying, is the name of the town. Okay. And the planet, I'm hoping, is the planet and it's not the other way around. <laughs> no, I, you nailed that um, one. Thank that, you. That was, Why is yeah. planet capitalized? We, we just don't know. I, I know, but that would that would ruin it. So I want I, I want to hear your whole explanation before I say anything. Okay, cool, cool. Because it's not like really a planet. It's just what they call the planet. I'm assuming because they're on a an asteroid of sorts. Right. So the cat on the other cat is wearing a crown, and he says something at the end about telling all of the citizens to go to the slums so they'll be safe. I'm thinking he is the mayor of Midgar. <laughs> I like that. And okay. that's why he gets carried around by this lesser cat that looks like Totoro. Yeah, for sure. I'm assuming Mr. T is in charge of the the army. And so long-haired silver boy who is Spiky Boy's dad. Spiky Boy, yeah. Flies in on this meteor called No, no, the volcano is called Halo, I think. Oh, the Majora's Mask Moon. Not a meteor. He comes in on Majora's Mask's Moon because meteor something else because it's also capitalized. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, this is amazing so far, by the way. I'm very impressed. I'm really doing well. Um, so, okay. Yes, Halo is the is the blue ocean volcano that erupts at the end. But let's go back. Let's go back to some of these key points at the highlight of the game. That crazy Majora's Mask Moon pulls a war of the worlds and sticks its its little hentai hentai tentacles into the planet and starts sucking out the life. I guess. Yeah, kind of. But Halo, I assume. No, it's Holy. I keep calling it Halo. Uh, Holy, which is not a name. It's an adjective but that's fine comes through and it it swipes out these tentacles and it kind of washes out the moon but there's still damage done and then we find out 
that girl with the antennas and the bow and the flower basket from earlier is a goddess. Sort of like Yue in in Avatar, and she has to go back to be the moon to help protect the Earth. (laughs) Spoilers for Avatar. I'm pretty sure that's not what happened in Avatar. I could be wrong. Anyway, so she's kind of part of this green gas, which I assume is a stronger gas that takes out the red gas. It's like Febreze. So she's part of the Febreze thing that they call life stream. Febreze. Life force. <laughs> like, have you ever seen those Febreze commercials where they got like the smelly gas and then. Oh yeah. No, no. I, I, I really, I really liked the, your interpretation Thank of you. that. That's why I laughed. Cause I thought it was funny. I've never thought of it as Febreze, but it is just like those. It commercials. is Febreze. Um, I'm glad you're seeing. You, you might've changed how I feel about this game. You might've, you might've. Am I, am I uh, selling you on this? Maybe I'm interpreting it wrong. I think you are. Um, Spiky Boy's dad would play this game. So Spiky Boy's dad is in cahoots with the meteor, which I'm not certain is the same thing as the Majora's Mask moon with the tentacles. Cigarette guy with the tiny head is there, and he says something along the lines of, Lady Luck, don't fail me now, and then I'm assuming from that Lady Luck is their ship that he has drawn a a pinup on. And it just falls out of the sky and doesn't crush them. They manage to get on and then the volcano that's not a volcano but is actually holy erupts and launches them into the stratosphere and it's fine. Okay. I'm assuming going back, I'm jumping all over the timeline here because I am almost 100% certain there are time jumps at the very least because you start off. Spiky Boy starts off as Spiky Boy. He does a, like, Ocarina of Time age up, so I'm assuming... Oh, to become Spiky spiky Man? To be Spiky Man. But he mm-hmm. is st- in his early 20s, so he is still Spiky Boy. It just goes from Spiky Boy to Spiky Boy. I'm assuming he has a situation with Antenna Girl. Like, they date, and then she's like, uh, wow. Yikers. And she pieces out and becomes the earth goddess because she doesn't want to commit to a relationship. <laughs> the relationship um, is sh- so bad. She becomes a, a goddess. She, you just become part of the ether. <laughs> um, I've been there. It's, <laughs> it's a really cool ghosting technique. Yikes. I will teach you one day. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I literally have all of this, all of this dialogue written down, and I can't remember a single moment of it. Uh, Red Panther. Oh, I called him Red Panther. Is that his name? Red Panther. Uh, you're not far off. Cool, 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 cool. It, 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 it's Red something. It is okay. It is Red Kitten Cat. <laughs> okay, I, I think you got farther away somehow. But... Oh, see. That's okay. All will be revealed. So, the last thing I want to mention is the end of this game turns into Firebird Suite from Fantasia 2000. Did you notice that? Is that an obscure reference? That yeah. You didn't... Yes, you noticed it, or it's an obscure reference? It's an obscure reference, and I noticed it. Okay, good, 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 good. So she, the antenna girl, she becomes the earth goddess, the heart of Tafiti, if you will, and restores everything at the end with her with her little reindeer. There's not a reindeer in this. That was edited out. I'm sure in one draft there was a reindeer. Or maybe, oh, wait, hold on. I'm putting the pieces together, man. I'm connecting the dots. The, the red, the red 
Vine Tiger is her her reindeer. They're connected. I'm certain of it. They they're like they grew up <laughs> together. They they were neighbors. Okay. There it is. The only thing I can't fit into this story, unless it's just his new girlfriend, is Red Eyed Girl because. Okay. When he's legit takes out his dad and then he's reaching for um, a hand, which he thinks is is an antenna girl, but it turns out he gets snapped back to reality and is in mortal peril. And then it's the, the lesser of the exes reaching down to grab his hand. Okay. that that's That's one way to look at it, I suppose. And so that's... So you think he's longing for antenna girl? Yeah, I think he straight up is still hung up on antenna girl, but she had to be the ether and and peace out to be an earth ghost yeah she, well she she wasn't into it either right 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 he's still he's still like checking her instagram to see if she posts any new pictures but she blocked him mm. so that's where, where they're hate at. To see so it. he started following this other girl that's it okay so that's the end of the story uh i hope you liked it that's why we call it final fantasy spiky boy yeah, yeah, that's um, that's how it's known uh, in in circles, Spiky Boy. How how correct did, did I get this? Uh, well, um, some of it you're right, actually. Uh, <laughs> some of it I'm right, actually. A- actually, um, there are some things you you, you can pick up pick up on. Um, you picked up on Antenna Girl, as you call her, and Spiky Boy having a relationship at some point. Um, they, I don't think they were official. They weren't like Facebook official, but they they went oh. on a date. I think, or they can go on a date in the process One, of the game. They, they can go on a date. Yeah, it dep- like I like to think of that being my relationship with most yeah. people is um they're not Facebook official, but they can well, go like, on a in, date. Well, like in the game, if you meet certain requirements, like you can go on a date with a couple different people. It's but, a dating sim? But it's clear that uh, there is a there is some kind of romantic feelings between them. You did not tell me this was a dating sim. This story got very weird for a dating sim. Uh, it's not entirely a dating sim, but it has some very small dating sim elements. Um, <laughs> you also Does she sensed... date the tiger? No, no one dates the tiger, unfortunately. Okay. He gets no love. I'm proud of him. Uh, you also sensed that there was that... Uh, well, I guess I should name the characters for you. Antenna Girl is Aerith, okay? And Aerith is actually a what's called an ancient. She's a what now? And so she's a god, basically. She's a descendant of gods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit! She's the moon, like I said! Right, so when they say the planet and capitalization, they mean it's like, like Mother Earth in that way. Uh-huh. They're talking about the planet. How people oh, personify oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. Like David Attenborough does that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she is an ancient, and they're uh, basically... The life stream is where people go when they die. Or plants, or animals, or whatever it might be. And so it's it is like the 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 force the like the life force yeah. from Star Wars yeah basically except it, it's tangible you can see it and they they paint this idea that ghosts. it's they paint this idea that it's like a river under the earth you know um oh anyway I'm getting off track wait so so you were no right... hold on hold on quick question was was uh was is that is it green or is it blue it's green. Oh, okay. So, so the, blue, holy, the blue river part had nothing to do about it. Holy is the blue thing you're talking about. So holy, holy is a spell. Holy is holy water. Holy is a spell. 
just like meteor is a spell. Oh. And Sephiroth... Oh, it's the, a spell! Yes. The long, white-haired, uh, shirtless boy, Sephiroth. What's his name? He... Sephiroth. Seth? Like S-E-P-H-I-R-O-T-H. Sephiroth. Stephanie. Yes, Stephanie. you nailed it. Okay. He, he cast Meteor, which is causing that big Majora's Mask moon to come down, and it's supposed to... Basically, one of the themes of this game is not taking care of our planet and how it will end up not being good for anybody. And so the meteor is a spell that's supposed to destroy the planet because we didn't take care of it at the planet's biggest wound. And the planet's biggest wound is Midgar, the big circle city, because they do a lot of pollution. They they suck up a lot of the life stream there. They do things that aren't great for the environment there. Oh, so, so Stephanie's trying to save the planet by destroying right, it. Right, which is a typical bad guy trope. You know, you try to save something by just oh, destroying all of it. Oh, I kind of like that. I kind of like... So he's Steve Jobs. Yeah, he's Steve Jobs. Yeah. Okay. He is not Spiky Hair Boy's dad, however. They do have what? a relationship, but he's not his dad. It's a, it's his brother. He, uh... The Spiky Hair Boy's named it's Cloud. It's his long-lost brother. And... What? Cloud. He is not a cloud. His hair is nothing like a cloud. It is mostly, like, a jagged cliff. Why is his name not Cliff? I don't know. That'd be a good name for him. You can name him whatever you want when you play the game. Because there's you? no voice acting, so you can, yeah, so... Do you uh, get to, like, A lot of people name him Spiky Boy, a lot of people name him all kinds of things. Um, oh. But Cloud is his canon name. And so he is... Oh boy, this is quite a, this is quite a walk. So Cloud <laughs> is a guy who grew up with Tifa. Tifa is the brown-haired, red-eyed girl that you're talking about. They grew up together. Oh, okay. And I knew someone grew up with another person. Right, they grew up together... And then Cloud went off when he was old enough to join the army, basically. And he wanted to become what's called soldier. And soldiers in all caps. And that means... It's basically like a marine, right? In, in our world. It's like the highest combat training you can receive. Because he looks up to a character named Sephiroth, who was also, like, a famous soldier. Aw. So it's like his big brother. Kind it's his of. dad. It's his father figure. So throughout the whole game, Cloud keeps telling all these like war stories about how he used to he used to hang out with Sephiroth because he got assigned to his platoon or whatever. Aww. Um, and how they they were friends and, and comrades. But what you find out later is that Cloud is actually suffering from imposter syndrome. And Cloud was just a lowly grunt of a of a army man instead of a soldier in Sephiroth's routine and he is he is whether he knows it or not using the memories of a character named Zack who looks just like him but has dark spiky hair hold on hold on hold on hold on <laughs> hold hold on imposter syndrome is the opposite of what I thought it was that you're well I guess describing. imposter syndrome isn't the right term right because imposter syndrome is where when, you when you think you don't you're not successful and that you're just faking it even though you are. Well no, I thought imposter syndrome was you don't believe you deserve the success you're having, right? Right, right, so right. So it's not right. imposter uh, syndrome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. It it's not imposter syndrome, but he's um he he had some experiments done on him that messed with his mind and so he thought he was Zack in those scenarios when really he was just a bystander, kind of like a grunt with a gun, wasn't like super cool and Sephiroth didn't even really know his name. Aww. Does that make sense? His dad didn't know him? 
Wait, right. th- so did he know Zach? Him. He knew Zach. Him and Zach were, like, the leaders of their, like, little platoon. No, 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 I meant, like, did, did, uh, Cloud know Zach? Yes, Cloud knew Zach, and, like, some of this doesn't even happen in this game, it's one of the side stories, but you get to know Zach more, um, and you find out that Zach and Cloud were being experimented on, and then they escaped. By the and army? Yes, the, 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 well, okay, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's just so much to explain. So, <laughs> there's a company named named Shinra that runs Midgar. It's big farm. And there's isn't it? President Shinra. They're a company slash like government, and they're evil. It's Google. Okay. And they, yeah, it's Google. They they run soldier. They run everything, and they're the ones that are like destroying the planet basically. Damn it. And Google. so what happens is they show this flashback scene. Cloud goes back to his hometown as just, like, a lowly soldier, and so he's embarrassed. So he doesn't even really, like, talk to anybody. He just keeps his helmet on. And Sephiroth finds out that he is a, a not a clone, but a, his mom is basically this evil godlike being called Genova. Who is mom? Is His mom is an evil godlike Who, no, being named Genova. Who's mom? The, Stephanie's or Cloud's? Stephanie's. Stephanie's, okay. He finds this out and finds out that basically... He's got mommy People, issues. his mom was known as Genova, the Calamity of the Skies is like the nickname that for her. Fiction. And she would come to different... She would show up to different planets and destroy them, basically. Ah. Uh, and so she goals. was the enemy of the ancients. And so they, like, sealed her away. And he, like, reads all about this. Wait, so Genova... Genova's Kronos... If I'm if I'm comparing Greek mythology, yeah, but like Genova isn't like like you never talk to Genova. It, it's more like these kind of grotesque um, tentacle like different body parts you don't even understand. They're put together all weird. Like and there's different parts of it you fight throughout the game. And Genova's actually the real enemy of the game because she you know possesses Sephiroth and is causing him to do all these things. Um, so it's not like a character that you're like that you talk to ever or anything. Okay. It's just it's almost like a disease, I but guess. I, I at gotta this point. I gotta ask, like, after you gave me that graphic detail of what it looks like, like who's Sethi's dad? They never say. See, that's concerning. They, they never go into that detail, so we we don't know. Whoof. Well, and I don't know that like she's his mom in like the traditional sense. It more made. I think he was a creation, if, if I'm remembering correctly. It's been a while since I've played the game and, and read those details, but he was created using her cells, like using her genes, by. Did uh, Google take their cells? By the Shinra company. Like Google's stem cells. in cahoots with the, with Kronos. Yeah, because they have her. They have her like sealed away. They have like different parts of her, and they're trying to create. They were trying to create like an ultimate soldier, basically, and so they created Sephiroth. And so that's why he's like, that's uh-huh. my mother. But it's really like, he just has part just of her in him. Family. How did, wait, so how did he not realize this? Like, didn't, did he grow up with like a family? I, they don't really go into more of his backstory on that other than he's been in soldier since he was a young person and, um, has always been just better than everybody at fighting and all that stuff. So they don't, they don't really talk about it. I think he was, there's a scientist in the game named Hojo. And he's like a typical generic evil scientist. And I think the idea is that he raised Sephiroth. 
or that he's Sephiroth's dad, I guess. But uh, they don't really go into detail on it. So I feel like I'm jumping okay. all over the goddamn place. But no, that's um, fine. I need I need to know these things right. about so about a weird mom because I really anyway uh, we're the story that Cloud thought it was his story, but it's really he was just a bystander. Sephiroth goes crazy finding this out. Um, he he they he realizes there's a place where a piece of his mother Genova is kept nearby, and he goes to get her out, and in in that. Tifa is still in that town as a teenager and is their guide up the mountains to go to that place. And Sephiroth, Tifa try, tries to stop him and Sephiroth slashes her with his sword and she falls. And that's when Cloud comes in, takes off his helmet, and he stabs Sephiroth with his big old sword and throws him down into like a shaft. And Sephiroth actually dies there. Woof, okay. However, for the rest of the game, what what happens is Sephiroth is kind of like a ghost that is Genova is using to manipulate Cloud and the rest of the party. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're not okay, actually so, fighting Sephiroth, really. You're so fighting Sephiroth, Genova. He was having an emotional issue, and he hit a lady who wouldn't. A let lady him, that. That Cloud. I. I that Cloud loved, like it was his childhood friend that he grew up with, and that he obviously wanted her time of day from him, and yeah. she wasn't giving it necessarily. And then he, when he came back Yo, as like Cloud a normal soldier, is really he felt, striking out here. Yeah, Cloud needs he felt tender. Yeah, he needs he needs some help. He's a good looking <laughs> guy, but he just doesn't get the confidence, you know. I mean, I so, wouldn't go that far, but all right. He doesn't show his face there. So, anyway, flash forward to the actual things of the game cloud's telling these stories um while they're oh, like I, I, on I'm their sorry. like adventure did you just say there was a time jump did you yes, just that tell was me in the that past. there was a time jump that was in the past that but I it's not a time correctly? jump no not entirely because Damn the cloud it. you see in the beginning cutscene, you were being fooled by the graphics of the game he looks squat and, and short that's that's <laughs> supposed to be adult cloud ah I, I did. I, yeah. got, I got griefed by the So, you got a little griefed. Okay, so I guess let me just start at, at the beginning of the game. So I know, Cloud I'm sorry. Joins I keep, this group I called, keep t- throwing you off. He grow, he joins this group called Avalanche, and they're a terrorist group, according to Shinra. Jesus! The people that run the, but they're like eco-terrorists. Like, they're trying to destroy... <laughs> but they're good um, terrorists. Right, they're, they're destroying these power plants that are basically sucking the life stream from the planet. Oh, is that the red so tentacles? So, your first... You get thrown right into a mission, and that's what you saw at, at the intro of the game. You, uh, Mr. T's there, and his name's Barrett, and he has a gun for an arm, and he cusses a lot. He has a gun for he, an arm? Yeah, he lost his hand, and he replaced it with, like, a like a, a Gatling gun. Which I He's guess pretty cool. I would do that. I would do yeah, that. Yeah, right? Okay, Why not? Or a knife <laughs> or something. Right. So, a spatula. He he runs this organization called Avalanche, and the, you, your first uh, mission is to bomb one of these power plants because you're trying to like stop the the Shinra company from destroying the Earth, right? So another member of that team is Tifa, his childhood friend. It's the first time he's seen her in a long time, and so as you're going on these missions, he's telling these stories, and she's like, "Hey, this isn't." I don't think something's right here, but she doesn't say anything because she's like, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. 
Because she doesn't even remember Cloud being there, really. Because Cloud was kind of just sulking in the back. Does that make sense? Wait, was Tifa in the army as well? No, she just happened to be... They went back to his hometown because that's where... That's where that place was that the Genova thing was being held. Right, so how would she know the stories that he's telling from the army? No, because he's telling the story about how him and Sephiroth were buddies and they went back to the hometown. And when he tells it, she's like, wait, that's not exactly how I remember it. Oh, okay. So she's calling him out on his okay. bullshit. Alright, cool. But she doesn't exactly come out and say it. She's just kind of like, Right, um... she's being nice about it. And then later she calls him out and he kind of has a nervous breakdown. And uh... like you have to like piece it together. And it's supposed to be like this big twist that Cloud wasn't who he said he was. It's nice. pretty far along in the game. Anyway... So, they bomb the first place. They uh Cloud falls cuz all the all these reactors that they're that they're trying to take down are on like what's called the it's like the affluent part of the city where all the rich people live and then underneath are the slums and you can't even see the sun in the slums because they're being blocked by this reactor, right? So Cloud falls into the slums and that's where he meets Eris cuz she's a flower girl at this church and he crashes in through the roof of the church. Uh, wait, this actual goddess is, uh, is in the slums? Yeah, she doesn't really know that she's a goddess. Or she knows there's something different about her, but she doesn't... Like, it's not, like, defined at that point, if that okay, makes sense. Cool, 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 cool. So anyway, he instantly, like, wants to protect her and falls for her. And this, this like, secret agent service for Shinra called, um... Anyway, it doesn't matter what they're called. Turks. The Turks. That's Ooh, what they're called. Name. And they're like a secret agent service. And they're coming to uh, abduct Eris because they know she's special. Right? Do they know why? So Cloud saves her. They know why she's special, but she doesn't exactly know why she's special. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because she's like kind of the antithesis of Sephiroth. Her parents were like good, noble, like godlike creatures. And his were his was like an evil one. So they're they're known as ancients. But she also doesn't know that she th- these gods aren't raising their kids. No, the god the her mom died and she was she's being raised by like a woman who's just very nice. Oh. <laughs> this woman they have this story where this woman's husband died in war and Aerith knew about it before she did as like a small child and was like, "Hey, just so you know, your husband died." Yikes. She has those kind of powers and so they like explain to you that like, "Oh, she's different." So anyway, Cloud rescues her and then after you rescue her, you see Tifa dressed kind of scandalously going on a cart into, like, the uh, brothel. And there's this dude runs the area called Don Corneo. And you have to, you go and meet up with her. And then you guys have to pretend you're some of the girls he gets to pick from for the oh, night. Hold on. And so you what? have to cross-dress Cloud. Yes! <gasps> So there's a mini game where you have to collect oh all the different things that will make Cloud look the prettiest. Oh my god, I love this! Yeah, <gasps> yeah. So, and if you watch the trailer for the new one, they have it in this new trailer where he's like he's dressed up, cross dressed. It's pretty funny. Oh my god! And you can like you can only like collect like the wig and nothing else. And then he's like, ugh, you know, like he he doesn't like Cloud then. When he's like going to like rape them, uh, but if you do everything, he he wants to pick Cloud, and it's really funny. Um, <laughs> so anyway, oh, so he does get game. It's yeah, just it's just old creepy men. The one he, old creepy men, which is the source of most validation in this world. Isn't it's it? true. It is true. Continue. 
So anyway, long story short, you guys end up um, leaving Midgar after saving. Eris gets captured. You save her from Midgar. You leave. And that's when the game kind of opens up and you can go wherever you want. But it directs you in a certain direction. And that's where the Sephiroth story really starts. Because the first couple hours of the game, you're just in Midgar. And then you leave. And there's this badass motorcycle sequence when you leave. Where everybody's in like kind of this pickup truck and then Cloud's on a motorcycle. And you use a baseball bat to hit guys away. It's pretty cool. It has really good music. Oh my gosh. So then, man, this is a lot. <laughs> this is great. So, anyway, you go you go around the world, and you find out Sephiroth is trying to get the black materia in order to summon Meteor, which is where you're kind of getting to, and because he wants to destroy the planet. Uh-huh. Um, because you, he's oh, you also, in Midgar, you, re- you recruit Red 13, who is the dog boy. Red 13? And of course, Red 13. Because he's the 13th experiment, and if you didn't know, our good friend Tetsuya Nomura designed all these characters. So, of course, <laughs> his name is Red 13. Then, you go around and you find out you need a plane to get across to another continent, and that's where you meet Sid. And Sid is the small-headed cigarette-smoking guy that you Ooh. talked about. Basically, okay. his story is that he wanted to be an astronaut, and then they cut his funding, and so he couldn't be. And he, he's kind of a problematic character, because he, like verbally abuses his spouse a lot and just it's, it's pretty weird so anyway you get to use his plane he joins your party um you also at some point get the cat on a cat as you call it cat on a cat. which i only found out recently the per, the correct punch pronunciation of his name is kite seeth but it's spelled k-a-i-t-s-i-t-h so i always call him cat sith and what he is actually is a cat character riding on a fat moogle. That's a what now? And if you don't know what a moogle is, it's a pretty much a staple of Final Fantasy games. It's one of the few things that is in every Final Fantasy game. And they're just kind of little, like, Japanese cat creatures with little red balls on their head. But this one's like a stuffed robot moogle that the cat is riding. No, it's actually it's actually explained in this game. What he actually is, and you find out pretty quickly, is he's actually a Shinra spy named Reed, who originally was there to spy on you guys by the Shinra government because they don't like you anymore. He eventually changes his mind and joins your side, but for the first little bit, he's spying on you and feeding information to Shinra. So he's just a guy in a room controlling this robot. So the cat's not even a real cat. Wait, the cat's not a real cat? No, it's a robot cat. Oh my gosh. Okay, I didn't even get that. You said robot Moogle, and I was like, okay, so the cat's riding a robot. I thought it was like Hero on Baymax. I guess it's not a cat robot. I guess he's controlling the cat somehow. <laughs> and he's, it's operating like a robot, but I don't know if it's like a... It's so stupid. He's my least favorite character in anything ever. He's the worst. Is it because of his personality or because he's a cat that's not a cat riding a cat that's not a cat but a robot? His personality and he's just dumb. Jason hates him too. We hate. So, so this it's character. just a it's a guy in a, in a room. Yeah. It's like Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. He's Jigsaw except without all the torture games. He's Jigsaw, but instead of a puppet, it's a cat. Yeah. He just kind of goes, "Oh, I turned on you." Ha ha ha. Okay. okay. Do we see the guy in the room? Yeah, you see him like in other cutscenes. What, what, what was the name? Brent? Reed, I think is his name. Reed. I, I might be wrong okay. on that. But you see him in other cutscenes, but you don't know that's who he is until later. Oh, uh, okay. Like, you don't see him operating the thing. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. It's Reeve, not Reed. Oh. I just read it here. Reeve with the V-E. Reeve. Several Christmas Reeves. Yeah, Christmas Reeves. Long story short, I'm probably skipping some things. If people really like Final Fantasy VII, they're going to go, Why you skipped this? But honestly... Not a lot of this matters because 
What happens next that's really important is you go to what's called the Forgotten City, and Eris goes without you. You finally catch up to her, and it's this like sad cutscene where she turns to you, and then out of the sky drops Sephiroth with his gigantic sword and plunges it straight through her back. Oh my gosh. And kills her right in front of you. How did he fall out of the sky? He's magic. I don't know. It's, it's, it's never really explained. There was just like no prelude to this? Right out of the sky. That's how I want to go out, honestly. I mean, so something I haven't said yet is that when Cloud got experimented on, he got Genova cells put in him too. But he's not evil? He's not evil though. But he can be manipulated by Genova because of that. There had been a couple times where Cloud kind of threw off what they were doing. And everybody's like, what the hell, man? And he's like, sorry. And then he was going to murder Aerith, but he stops. And then Sephiroth just does it for him. He can fight against it. And once he realizes that's what's going on, he's fine. Like, they don't ever, Genova never has any, like, control over him after that. So it's weird that he can just suddenly go, yeah, I don't, that doesn't bother me anymore. Wow, you think he would have been a better soldier if he was also genova Yeah, you'd think so, but no, he wasn't. Well, and that happened after that story I told you earlier. When him and Zack were escaping, and then Zack Zach gets killed. What? But he doesn't for some reason. Aww. Yeah. Also, to make things even more awkward, Zack used to date Eris. Ah. So it's like, ugh. So she even says, you remind me of my ex-boyfriend at one point. And he's like, what? So, anyway. <laughs> wow. That's a real step down to be going from Zack to not Zack. Right. And then to get absolutely sliced. Right. Aerith getting killed is the, like, epitome of this game that people talk about all the time. It's a big deal for people because she's a character that you can level up and control and all this. And then you, she doesn't come back. She's just gone for the rest of the game. And that was, like, the first time a game had really done that. The game came out in, like, 97, I think. That was, like, a big deal. But at least she's with Zack. Is Zack Febreze now or just Aerith? I'm sure Zack is part of the Febreze, yeah. But Aerith is different because, like I said, she was an ancient. Oh, I'm sad. F, F in the chat for Aerith. F in the chat for for Aerith. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. And Zack. And Zack. But you don't you don't find out about Zack till later. But I mean, you didn't really know Zack in the game either. I just. I feel like I knew him. Zack's one of the side games. You can control Zack for so like his whole soldier career. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, you end up at a place called the North Crater that had been created by Genova's arrival 2,000 years ago. It's this giant crater that she landed in. And you find Sephiroth's body frozen there, so his real body. So this whole time he'd been like a projection. He's been a force ghost. But he's dead. He's just frozen there. You release these things called the weapon. They're these giant kaiju-ass monsters that are there to protect the planet when the planet's being mistreated, if that makes sense. It does. It's like Cthulhu. Yeah, so this is the part of the game I don't remember as, as well, but so I have notes here. You fight those weapons. You help Shinra fight the weapons. You kind of team up because it's like enemy of my enemy is my friend. So you fight Sephiroth in the North Crater, which is what you see happen where Cloud blinks and then Sephiroth starts bleeding tremendously. There's like a super long boss fight in between that blink. So I didn't mention Holy yet. Holy um, is a spell, again, that you can cast and it's supposed to help save the Earth. Aerith had it the whole time not knowing it. It was part of her like hair tie. It was her bow? Yeah, it was her bow. Because in this game, magic is done through what's called materia and it's supposed to be a concentrated life stream. And you, like, put it into your weapon, and then you can cast fire or whatever. Well, she has holy, and then the black material, what Sephiroth has, cast meteor. Wait, how did Sephiroth find the black material? It was in the this temple, and Cloud gives it to him, because Cloud's being controlled by Genova kind of thing. Because Cloud's a dumbass. Where did Cloud give it? You go to the temple as your party, and then you get to it, and you find it. It's kind of like an Indiana Jones-style situation. It's sitting on, like, an altar. 
Ah, got it. After you get it, Sephiroth goes, give it to me. And he goes, okay. Because <laughs> he's like... Cloud seems like the guy to go to whenever you need something. Right. Yeah. Sephiroth literally didn't even have to move from his frozen spot in the crater because Cloud was just doing everything for him. Do it. So basically what you're seeing in that cutscene is wholly being cast, but it being too late for it to make a difference against Meteor. Because Meteor's that giant thing that's causing the tornadoes and it's it's doing all that. Oh, those are tornadoes, not tentacles? I think they're tornadoes. They could be tentacles, but they look like tornadoes to We me. will find out in the... In the remake, yeah. So then what happens is they talk about, oh, Holy's not going to be enough. It's too late. And then the planet itself, led by Aerith, Aerith, she has two different pronunciations of her name. She's annoying. Comes flying. And that's that green stuff, the the Febreze that comes flying in and basically saves the planet. Uh And the game is supposed to end like kind of open-ended. Like, did anybody survive? I don't think they did. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we can talk about that in a second. I sent you that post-credit scene, which is 500 years later and Red 13 and his two pups are looking at Midgar. and It's it was adorable. Right. They are adorable. And it's covered in growth because it's been 500 years and that means that the planet is recovered and they're not sucking all the life out of it anymore kind of thing. I think I did an okay job of recapping all of it. There's probably some I missed. I think you did a great job. I mean, like... Feel free to uh, yell at me. Oh, yeah. Everyone at him. Wait, where, where, where can people at you? At Spaghetti Bros on Twitter. Just yell at me about this. Um, if I, if I miss something that you think is important. But... What's interesting about you saying, oh, I think they all died, is actually the movie, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, says, no, they didn't, it's fine, there's a story after this. And how well does that go? Oh my god, that's a whole nother podcast, That that's a nutty, <laughs> it's like a, it's a feature-length mo- animated movie. Oh god. It's not great either, in my opinion. I think it looks good, it has good animation and stuff, but like, the story I don't think is great. I like this story. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? I thought it was going to be, like, super out there and wild, but this has a lot of good elements. Who's your favorite character, and what are you excited for most with the remake? So what's interesting about the remake is they said, hey, this is going to be in multiple parts, and this remake is just Midgar. So it's just that beginning section of the game that maybe takes three hours, four at most. So they're adding a bunch of stuff to it, I guess, because it's supposed to be like a full $60 game. So I'm just looking forward to see how they change it. My favorite character is probably Sid, because (laughs) he's just like a a maniac. Oh, of course. The most problematic. All right. He's just a maniac. He's just cussing and stuff. I really like Barrett too, actually. Barrett, where you learn how he lost his hand and he has like a, a, a young daughter and um, you learn a lot about him in some side quests early on that are really cool. And so I really like Barrett. I don't really hate any of the characters, but... Clearly do. You clearly hate Reeve. Oh, I hate... Yeah, I hate... I hate Kate Sith. I hate Reeve. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't consider... I never use him, so I don't even, like, think about him, honestly. You're not going to cosplay as him, is my understanding. You're not going to be a cat on yeah, a cat. No, thank you. No cat on cat action for me. Um, I, I actually... I really like Tifa. I think Tifa's a badass. She's, like, the kind of tough, like, chick that you want to see in a, in a thing like this, where Aerith is kind of... While she has, like, powers and stuff, she's more like a damsel type. We're going to fight... We're going to just go in with our acrylic nails and claw Genova apart. It's fun. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird with Genova. There's, like, sides of meat and stuff, and she's, like, punching it, and it's, like, gooey and gross. And Genova's, like, a... Genova's legitimately scary. I'm excited to see what that looks like in the remake, I like too. that they saw this, and they said, that's a lady. Yeah. Guys, that's yeah. a lady. Yeah, it, it's... it's That that big, giant meat monster. Yeah. That's a lady now. This is a lady. She's his mom. No big deal. <laughs> I think I think 
I think Stephanie's a really sad character, honestly. He is. He is. Like, I don't think Stephanie did anything wrong. No, um, well... He pushed a girl because he was really... I mean, he sliced her with his sword. He didn't just push her, but... Oh, but she was fine. Like, yeah, she like lived, we yeah. haven't all sliced somebody yeah, a true. little bit. He also burns the whole city down. I forgot about that. Oh. Yeah, not a good look. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a pass. I'll give it a pass. Yeah. Now, putting this whole thing in the Mickey Mouse game seems like an interesting choice. <laughs> I'll have to play Kingdom Hearts and see what that's about, because I feel like that would inform me. See, it really doesn't with 7, though. Like, it's it's so different from what this game is. Like, the, the plot they give them in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 is so different. Well, maybe we'll do we'll do another one of these with, with Kingdom Hearts, the Mickey Mouse But yeah, game. this is fun. I, I really liked this. Holly, thank you for having me on. I really liked the story, I think, and you explained it so well, and I'm really grateful that you took notes, because I think you're the only one so far that oh. has done so. Um, well, maybe maybe <laughs> I did too much then. No, no, no. You set the standard. <laughs> you, th I think this might be our our pilot episode because everything, <laughs> everything else has been garbage. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm glad that I could uh, uh, touch this garbage project with my my golden touch. So yes, yes, your po <laughs> your podcast expertise. Well, thank you so much for for being on. Th thank you for having me. It was a great time. I'd love to come back and do something else. And I think you were. I think you were much more accurate than I thought you were going to be. So congratulations to you on that. That that was pretty good. Thank you. I, I, I did go to college. so That's what that's what degrees are for. Awesome. Right. So uh, plug yourself again so everyone knows where to find you and to send hate mail. Alrighty. Yes. Uh, let me know. Let your hate. Your hate fills me with, with. I consume it. I love it. So send it towards me uh, at Spaghetti Bros on Twitter. Our YouTube channel is the Super Spaghetti Bros. Our podcast is the Ansem Report Podcast. It goes on our YouTube channel and then anywhere else you can get podcasts. And we stream on Twitch at Super Spaghetti Bros. You guessed it. So thank you. And uh, we like to we like to hang out with Holly on Twitch streams and stuff. And she's awesome. So check out the rest of uh, her stuff she's got going on because she's awesome. Don't don't worry about us. We're fine. Yeah, I can um I can spray off your negativity with some of my Febreze. You can at me uh, at Hallelujah or at the podcast Twitter that I just set up. It's TLDW Podcast. All right, thanks, Mike. All right, did we do it? Is is that the podcast? Because I have a podcast about Kingdom Hearts, and Kingdom Hearts, and so and a lot of the Final Fantasy VII characters are actually in Kingdom Hearts. Which one is Kingdom Hearts? Is that the Mickey Mouse game? Kingdom Are That's you the sure Mickey it's Mouse Kingdom game, Hearts, yeah. not Kingdom of Hearts? But okay. I don't know Kingdom Hearts, but keep going. <laughs>